29th lesson is in John chapter 1, 1 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that had been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness was not, has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the, that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming in the world. He was in the world, and through the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, and his own did not receive him. Yet all who receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Pray with me. Eternal and holy God, as we come to this moment, we look to you and we look to your word. Because we know that your word, the word, has something to say to us. And so open our hearts and our minds so that we can receive what it is you have to say. Pray that every word spoken brings you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I heard a story once about a man who was stranded on water after a flood. And as he sat stranded on this wooden board, he pleaded for God to help him. He prayed that God would deliver him from his troubling situation. This man's faith was strong, and he was sure that God had heard and would answer his prayer. Shortly thereafter, a man and his young son came by in a paddle boat and asked the man if he wanted help. To which the man replied, no, the Lord is sending me help. A little while later, another family came by in a large speedboat and they offered the man help, to which again he declined. Uh, he simply said, that's okay. The Lord is sending me help. Sometime later, a search and rescue crew in a helicopter that had been sent out to find survivors after the flood spotted the man on this wooden plank, threw down the rope, and yelled from the helicopter, grab on. But the man, again, refused because he had prayed and was sure that the Lord was going to save him. And so he let the helicopter fly away. Shortly after the man dies, and he finds himself at the pearly gates, 
And the first thing that he did, because he was so curious, he went and found God sitting in all of his glory and said, listen, God, I prayed. I asked for you to deliver me. I asked for your help. I knew that you were going to send help, but no help ever came. Lord, what happened? God said to the man, son, I did answer your prayers. I sent that paddle boat. You turned it away. He said, and then when you turned away the paddle boat, I sent the speedboat with the family and you turned them away. And the, and, and, and the next thing I did was I sent the helicopter because I was sure you would know that I was sending rescue for you if you saw the helicopter. So I had answered your prayer time and time again, but unfortunately, you missed me. Brothers and sisters, I wonder how many of us miss the answers to our prayers because they don't look the way that we think that they should. How many times we miss the move of God in the world around us because we don't see him moving the way that he has moved before. He's not moving in ways that we so quickly recognize. Sometimes our expectations of how God should move are different from the way that God will move, and we miss the answers that we actually need. The gospel writer John knew that this had been the case for the Jews of Jesus' time because they had been waiting. They had, they had heard the Old Testament prophecies of the Messiah to come. They remembered the words of the prophets, and they waited with expectancy And when the Messiah came, they missed it. They they, they missed it because they were looking for a warrior, but they got the Prince of Peace. They they missed it because they were looking for an emperor who was going to overthrow the government, but he came as a servant. They they missed it because they were looking for somebody who was going to be elitist, but the Messiah came and hung out with tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners. They missed it. Because he came in the form of a baby, born in a manger, without a whole lot of fanfare. The answer to the prayers The Savior they had been waiting for came, and they missed it. And when he told them who he was, they rejected him. And so John, as he was serving the early church, the writer, gospel writer John, as he was serving the early church, he wanted to make sure that they didn't make the same mistake that the Jews made when the Messiah came, to completely miss the work of Jesus Christ in their midst. And this, and this persecuted group of Christians who were fighting for survival needed to know the Messiah. And so John, in, in this, this, this theologically deep prologue in his gospel, did four things. The first thing he did in the first two verses was he established the words divinity. Simply by saying in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. 
He was reminding them that the word that they were so desperately ignoring was there with God, was one with God, was God. The word. Brothers and sisters, these people who were rejected and who were persecuted needed to understand that Jesus Christ, who had come to save, was the Son of God, who was equally human and divine. But to further strengthen their belief, he goes on in verses 3 to 8 to say this. He says, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. And him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness to it. In this section, he was establishing that not only Jesus Christ was he there in the beginning, not only was he one with God and was equally God, but he was also teaching them that he was creator, not created. And so even though he was human, he was not made like other men was made. He was not just like one of us. That this Jesus Christ was there in the beginning. He was there when he said, let there be light. That Savior. He then goes on in verse 9. It says that the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Is this reminder that Jesus Christ is the light that the prophet spoke of? And so John was pointing this community, this early church, back to the Old Testament and reminding them that the Messiah that they had been waiting for had already come. In verse 14, he says this He says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. Reminding us that God loved us so much that he that he sent his son. He sent a part of himself into the world to bear our sins. That the that the holy one who sat on the throne came down to earth and allowed his divinity to be wrapped in humanly flesh. And because it was wrapped in humanly flesh, he felt pain like we felt pain. He felt hunger like we felt hunger. He felt sadness like we felt sadness. So as John was trying to inspire belief in that community, he was connecting all the dots so that they would understand that the Jesus Christ that had came was the one who was supposed to come to deliver them. And so as they said persecuted, they knew that they had already had help. So Jesus the Messiah was one with God. Jesus the Messiah was creator and not created. Jesus of Nazareth was the Messiah that was promised. And Jesus the Messiah walked among us and we missed it. So this persecuted group of believers were getting the fuel they needed so they wouldn't miss Jesus again. It's amazing that this text that is over 2,000 years old, is speaking to us today. 
Because as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters, it gets hard. It gets hard because there are so many things that come to attack what we believe. Science tries to do it. The media tries to do it. Sometimes it's our family and friends and we still are called to stand firm in our faith. Brothers and sisters, it gets hard because we see the pain and suffering in our world. We see the folks who go hungry. We see the folks who don't have a place to stay. We see the folks who are abused and battered. We see the spoils of war. Yet we still are called to believe. Brothers and sisters, it gets hard because we even struggle with our own met needs and our own unmet desires. We struggle with the problems of life that we face day after day and it gets hard to believe. And it gets hard because sometimes it feels like there is nothing else to do but give up and wait. But brothers and sisters, I came here to tell you tonight that now is not the time to wait. Now is not the time to give in to the wait of waiting for the Messiah's return. The wait is over because scripture tells us that the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and through the world was made through him. The world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor human decision or of husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And because the light has come and given us a helper in the Holy Spirit for the sake of the gospel, we can no longer wait. Because we are called to bear the weight. We we are called to share the good news of the gospel. We are called to be salt. We are called to be light and be the light the world needs to see until Jesus comes again. Brothers and sisters, the wait is over. Brothers and sisters, the time is now. Brothers and sisters, it is time for us to proclaim the kingdom of God to be the light in this dark world. We can't afford to miss the movement of Jesus Christ in the world. Because there is darkness that can only be cast away by the light that is with all of us through Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, the wait is over. Because Christ is within us and working through us to change the world. Let's pray. Holy God, you have called us to be the light. And Lord, though It gets hard. We know that we don't do this of our own power. We do this because we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so be with us. As we celebrate today the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, and all that he means to this world, be with us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.